0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Flipside Podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us. We both work as youth ministers, and we're just realizing that there's a need to discuss the challenging and important topics of our faith.
1: We also want to give you more than one perspective, and that is why we are called Flipside.
0: Whether you're Catholic or not, we invite you to join us along for the ride. And so without further ado, welcome welcome to Flipside. Flipside Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Flipside Catholic Podcast. Uh, Once again, my name is Jeremy, and I'm joined by Katie. And today we are going to be talking about discernment and prayer um, and about how to live out our Catholic faith um, from a daily standpoint. Um, But before we dive in, Katie, guess what? What? I have a question for you. Ooh. (laughs) You don't sound excited. <laughs> uh, yay! <laughs> yes! Um, a question! <laughs> we got a letter. What is it from Blue Schools. We got a letter. We got
1: a letter. <laughs>
0: so, Katie, on this letter, it's addressed to you. It says Dear Katie, what has been an album that you have been absolutely binging lately?
1: Oh, uh, that's a great question. Um, I'm not <laughs> a huge like album listener. I'm more of a playlist listener. Um, so I make my own playlist, obviously because
0: right. To all the listeners who can't see my face, I in very aggressively just rolled my eyes. <laughs> yeah,
1: very much so. Um, I'm,
0: not pl- I'm not an album listener.
1: I'm not I wish I was. Um, the last album that I listened to in its entirety was up all night by one direction um there
0: are worse albums that's a good one
1: no actually okay the album that i listen consistently to on repeat most frequently is the battle at gardens gate by greta van fleet
0: Ooh, so you do have an answer to the question i guess i do i
1: had to think about it i had to look at my spotify to come up with an answer i
0: am the same way if my spotify is not in front of me i forgot everything that i listened to no
1: object permanence whatsoever
0: Now it's a lot easier because I listen to is Taylor Swift. <laughs> so,
1: what have you been listening to specifically of hers lately? I
0: promise that my questions to you, like I do, want to know what your interests are, <laughs> and I want to get to know you. Not all of my questions are pre- so that you can talk about Taylor Swift. Excuses for you to talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> It happens that it worked out this way (laughs) because 1989 Taylor's version has, I think, been like the only thing that I've been listening to. Um, This week, like I said, we want to talk to you guys about discernment and prayer and how to live out our Catholic faith. Um, So Katie, um, as we're talking about this, about, you know, discernment, um, discernment is essentially like... God, what do you want for my life? And trying to figure out what God wants for us yeah. um, and how to do that. Um, because ultimately what we should want is to do God's will. That's what a saint does, is to do God's will for our lives. Um, so in talking about that and thinking about, like, how do I live out God's will? Obviously, you need to be praying. Um, and I'm curious how your thoughts are. How do we work discernment? How do we work prayer into our daily life? Um. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that?
1: My thoughts are that discernment is wide and varied and there's so many We probably fixes. could do like six different episodes super on nuanced this. Super nuanced. Um but very practically as to like how do we fit prayer into our daily life and how do we, you know, discern what God wants from us on a day to day basis is like staying near to him
0: mm-hmm. and
1: staying near to him daily. Yeah. And being in conversation with him regularly, um, and you know, as we were planning this episode, Jeremy was bringing up the idea of needing to give God our first fruits, and I think that is so relevant. So I'm gonna, I'll let you share it because you were the one who said it. But Thanks.
0: <laughs> um, I won't steal it. Well, I think the first thing that you I thought of when you said that just now was we're at mass yesterday. It was today Monday? Yeah. Wow. Today's crazy. Monday. Uh, today's been a long day. Yesterday, we were at Mass, and I got to Mass, and I was sitting with my teens. or probably eight of us, eight of them sitting with me at Mass. <laughs> and our sacristan was, like, from across the way, like, before Mass started, we were in the gathering space, and she said, hey, Jeremy, like, come here. I was like, oh, no, she's going to ask me to do something at Mass. Like, I get stressed to do stuff at Mass. She's like, can you, like, lecture? Can you lecture? And she's, like, motioning this to me across the, the common space. And I was like, Oh, what's that? Get him, get him, get that boy walking by you. He'll read. <laughs> I know him. He's a teen. <laughs> He'll read. And she asked him. And then he was reading at mass. And he did a phenomenal job. Except he kept saying fist fruits instead of first fruits. <laughs> and I was just chuckling in my pee. I was like, This is funny. Um, but he did a phenomenal job. So Tim, if you're listening, he you killed it, but but our first fruits of the day. Someone I can't remember who it was that was saying this to me the other day. So if you know who you are and I'm not giving you credit, it's not intentional. I just forgot who you are um oh gosh that's much better (laughs) um but i probably love you although i don't know who you were um they were saying that we need to be giving god the first fruits of our day and that doesn't always mean the first practical hour of your day um like when you're scheduling out your week or you're scheduling out the day for tomorrow schedule in prayer first like give him the opportunity first um And that is like giving him your first fruits. It doesn't necessarily have to be like from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. It could be, you know, in the evening, but wherever it is, like put your prayer time there first um, and don't move that. Stick to that Um, because we need to be giving God the glory. So, yes, give God the first fruits of your day and then make an act to pray Um, because you can't be discerning God's will. You can't be like, okay, God, what's your will for me and how do I do it? Without praying, because that's prayer. Because prayer is conversation with God. So we need to be praying, and that is what I think.
1: Those are good thoughts. I think all too often, I hear teenagers or people in general be like, "Oh, I just, I just don't hear God's voice. I don't know what He wants for me." And then I say, "Oh, do you, do you pray? Do you like what does your prayer look like?" And they're like, "Oh, I mean, not really." And I kind of want to hit them over the head
0: so i found out your problem
1: (laughs) (laughs) and say like not to be like duh but like come on people how can you expect to hear somebody's voice if you don't give them a chance to talk yep you know i think often of like the example if you pick up the phone, right, and this is in the days before caller ID, you pick up the phone. As if you even remember those I days. I do. Um, you pick up the phone and you don't recognize, recognize the voice on the other end, you know, of course you're going to be like, hello, who is this? What do you want? Right? But sometimes you pick Just up like the that. phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but other times you pick up the phone and immediately you recognize your friend's voice. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, and it's it's the same in our relationship with the Lord. 100%. like. If we are not regularly speaking to him and he does speak to us, we're going to be like, what the heck was that? You know, we're going to like not recognize the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to recognize his guidance in our lives because we don't take the chance to recognize his voice. But of course, like if we are in deep relationship with him and we are regularly speaking to him and we are learning to recognize his voice, then his promptings in our life is is much more apparent because we know what he sounds like, you know? And we, and we understand
0: how he speaks to us. Katie's just spitting bars over here. You spit out so much good knowledge. <laughs> no, Katie, but, like, something that's really been, like, like, really convicting me lately is the idea of, like, when I get to heaven, I don't want God. Or, like, when I get to the end of my life, not to heaven. Bold of me to assume, I know. But, like when Shoot I Shoot for re- heaven, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Shoot for the moon. Then if you miss, you'll land among the stars. <laughs> um, no, but, like, when I die and I get to the end of my life, I don't want, like when I'm being judged for God to say like, who are you? I do not know you. Mm, Um, like you want God to know you, to know your voice and you want to know him and you want to know his voice. Um, and yeah, like you need to be praying and something for me in my life right now with discernment is I've, I've been very, I'm a very like independent person and I really hold a tight grasp on things and I really want to like do things. Um, and I was in confession the other day and there was a priest and he was saying to me, you know what you need to do? And I was like, please <laughs> lay it on me. Tell me. And he said, you just need to sit and be quiet. And I was like, mm, ouch, thanks. <laughs> mm, love that. But he was like, no, serious. Like you need to be sitting in prayer and you need to be silent because yes, prayer is great, obviously. Um, but if you go to prayer and you're not letting God speak, it's like, why are you going to prayer? <laughs> if yeah. you're just going to prayer to, you know, build up your self-esteem and your ego of like I'm praying I'm doing these things it's like no you're not you're talking and you're not letting God talk
1: mm. that's not
0: a relationship that's not a conversation yeah So like when you go to prayer and you ask God like God what do you want me to do like actually wait for him to listen rather than ah oh, this is what I should do and then just say that's what God wants you to do sit there and listen in the silence because as Mother Teresa said in the silence of our hearts God speaks
1: Absolutely. And I think, Jeremy, that you touched on a really important point there of letting go. Um, I
0: have, Easier said than that. <laughs> right.
1: I've been speaking to my friend Louisa a lot about this concept. And so I'm going to try to explain it and to put down my uh, phone or my microphone so I can use my hands, even though you can't see me. <laughs> but It's good um, for them to know. It's good for you to know <laughs> that I'm using my hands for this. But there is this like, oftentimes in life, there's this gap. And there's the gap between what we want and where we are, right? Or there's the gap between, um, like, we want to trust in the Lord, but we still have a lot of doubt. And I kind of picture it as, like, a cliff um, or, like, a canyon, um, a narrow one, and you're, like, standing on both sides of it, right? You're, like, climbing up it, and you've got um, a hand and a foot on one side and a hand and a foot on the other, and you're, like, climbing, and you're, like, in between And oftentimes, I think that's kind of what life feels like, especially in discernment, especially if you are in a place of discernment where you're pretty sure you know what the Lord wants for your life, but you're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Or you're in college, and you're like, you're working towards something, but it feels like it's going to be so long until you get there. Or you're in high school, and you're like, oh, I just, like, I just wish I knew if I was supposed to take this job, or I just wish I knew Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to this college. Or, yeah, like post-grad, if you're... Yeah, you're, you're in discernment. You're like, I know I'm supposed to go to seminary, but I'm not in yet. Or I know that I'm supposed to be married, but I don't have somebody to marry. You know, I'm not dating somebody. And there's that, like, you're standing in that gap and you're kind of, like, in between. And there's such an ache there, right? And it's so it's so hard and it's so heavy to carry um, because, right, you're holding yourself up. You're, like, climbing up this gap. You're climbing up this canyon. And that's hard, flippin' work. It is. Um But to Jeremy's point of letting go, I was praying through this the other day and I realized like actually what we're supposed to do when we're standing in the gap there is like, yeah, sometimes we're supposed to stand in that gap, right? And we're supposed to climb it. But so many times what we're actually supposed to do is to let ourselves fall into that ache, fall into that gap and let the Lord catch us there and let him hold us up in that middle of the gap, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can't we can't climb that canyon wall forever, right? Like, I, I don't know about you, but I got, like, maybe five minutes of that in me, yeah. you know? Um, but if the Lord is holding me in that gap, like, then I can stay there, right? And that's where virtue comes in, is, is like, standing in that gap and standing in that in-between, yeah, in the midst of discernment, of in that period of waiting and discernment that so many of us encounter and all of us will at some mm-hmm. point in our life. Um and it's hard and it's heavy and it's 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 a lot of work. But But God meets us there. God meets us there and He holds us there even more mm-hmm. importantly. He and is with
0: us in that.
1: Exactly. And not only does he like catch us, but he lifts us up out mm. of that, right? Like he lifts us out of the ache into like the beauty and the glory that is to come and into um yeah. into hope, you know? Um
0: I think a few Thoughts come to mind when you say that, um, if I can.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the no. First one, <laughs> the first one is just a funny thought that I want to share. Is That must be a very, sorry, but just poking fun at you again. That has to be a very narrow canyon <laughs> for you to climb. because you got short limbs. I know. <laughs> but, so, five minutes. That's good. Um,
1: Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs>
0: we'll see. <laughs> well, let's go find a canyon after this and figure it out. <laughs> um, but the other thoughts that come to mind is I'm reading this book currently um by father uh, Timothy Gallagher Ooh. Uh, discerning the will of god um he has a few different books on discernment um i think the most popular one is the discernment of spirits it's like a purple book um <laughs> if you ever see it and you're like oh that was what jeremy was talking about i it's highly purple. recommend it it's purple and it's called discerning what is called discernment of spirits um but the other one that he wrote uh, discerning the will of god um it's it uses the the spiritual exercises of saint ignatius mm-hmm. of loyola who is a, was a is a very gifted saint and he was um very near to god and close to god and had had a really amazing gift for discernment um and he thankfully had writings and he shared his writings with us um and is able we're able to glean from his knowledge of how to discern um so i highly recommend that but it it talks a lot about how to practically discern And I think one thing that it kind of the other thought that I had that it kind of relates to Katie's is, you know, sometimes you're choosing between goods. Sometimes you're choosing between two good things. And it's like God gives us the opportunity to choose and he wants us to choose. And it's up to us to choose, obviously, with his within his will, Um, because like if you're choosing between telling the truth and telling a lie, obviously. Telling the truth, um, boom, discernment, easy. So a lot of aspects of discernment is easy because if it's it's if it's not of god's will like boom not gonna do that makes discernment easy um so if it's like hmm this is a very not hopefully not something that you would have to discern but god should i stay in school or should i drop out and sell drugs (laughs) like (laughs) boom easy stay in school um don't do drugs (laughs) um easy right um but sometimes To use Katie's favorite word, discernment is quite nuanced. Um, And she just did, like, a little dance when I said that word. (laughs) But, no, discernment is so nuanced. Um, So bringing that to God. um, And sometimes, yeah, it is that uncomfortability of sitting in it and waiting for him to reveal to you. Um, But, like, that is good and that is purifying to be in a a, a period of waiting. I think our audience, you guys can relate because a lot of you are teenagers and you're... In high school and you're discerning like or thinking about where to go to college um, Maybe you don't know yet and that sucks like that. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do next is stressful and it's hard um, But God wants to work in that and God has a plan for you So like trusting in him and knowing that he has you. Um, I mean we hear that all throughout scripture uh, The one that comes to my mind is Jeremiah um, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord um, so He knows what he's doing and he is about a good work and he will mm-hmm. bring that to completion but also Like for our young adult listeners, or even also our high schoolers or college students, um, like, God, I felt this call to the priesthood, or I felt this call to religious life, or I felt this call to marriage, but I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Bring that to prayer um, and being in that uncomfortable spot of waiting of like, Mm -hmm. God, am I supposed to get married? Am I not? You'll figure that out, obviously, when the time comes and God will work with you in that. But it, it it's hard and it's easier said than done. But waiting and being in that process of, oh, I want to get married, but I don't know what, it, what or when. It's hard and it sucks. But there's still joy and there's still fruit in that time.
1: Absolutely. And the lessons learned along the journey of discernment are absolutely indispensable to your destination once you get there, to your vocation once you get there, right? Mm-hmm. And so as hard as it can be to wait what you are learning in the waiting will make you a better whatever your vocation is if you are waiting to get into seminary and that is super flipping hard for you right now or you're working hard like the lessons that you learn in that will make you a better priest
0: it'll make you a saint
1: make you a saint if you are really struggling because you want to get married but you don't have somebody that you're dating or you can't be dating the person that you want to be dating, like the lessons that you learn in that and the love that you can grow in the Lord and the trust that you can grow in the Lord in that will make you a better husband and father or wife and mother or whatever it is, right?
0: Very purifying.
1: Um, Super purifying, right? And that's exactly what it is. Like the fires of waiting, the fires of discernment purify your desires so that you can be the best version of yourself in whatever vocation you're meant to be, right? Right. Yeah. Um, really practical tips on discernment. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe.
0: I th- Discernment and just, I think having right now, implementing kind of what we were talking about earlier, Katie, about like having a, a routine mm-hmm. um, is important. Um, obviously, there's freedom for change in that. But like for me, um, what's helpful and we can share maybe a little bit about what's helpful for us and then we can maybe go from there. But mm-hmm. um, for me, like waking up, going to mass or praying in the morning is like one of the best things that I can do um, because that really guides my day. Um, But um, also like on Mondays, like Mondays, it's not really easy for me to wake up and go to mass and pray in the morning because I also have a part-time job at the airport where my job starts at 4 (laughs) a.m. So I usually go to the evening mass at the parish that I work at. Um, at 530 is typically what I would do and that's so helpful for me is to like know like, okay This day is different and I'm gonna go at the end of the day um, But having a routine is so important mm-hmm. and I'll share this and then throw it over to Katie I was meeting with um, my supervisor my boss at work at the parish that I work at um, And he said something really really consoling to me um, so he's a father um, and a husband and he works in ministry at a church and and what he was saying was I was bringing to him my struggles of, like, I feel like I'm slacking if I come in at 10 a.m. or if I don't come in right when the parish office opens at 8. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, like, don't don't put that on yourself. Like, you're sometimes here until 11 p.m. or 10 p.m. It's um, so like, it doesn't make sense for you to, like, go home, get barely any sleep, wake up, pray, do all your things, and then come into, into work. He says, for me, you won't see me in the parish until, like, 9 or 10. Um, beca- and then he stays later obviously but because he says I have my routine I pray with my family in the morning and I'm not going to not pray with my family like mm-hmm. I pray with my family and then I come into work like that is like my vocation I'm a father and I'm a husband and I'm going to pray with my family my kids my boys mm-hmm. um, and I thought that was a really beautiful thing to hear obviously like we don't all have that flexibility to like hey boss or hey school I'm not gonna come in until I feel like it Um, but it's obviously like all tailored to your, it's all, it's situational. Mm -hmm. Um, like don't feel like you have to change yourself to fit in, to do certain things. Um, like do what God is calling you to do. Um, and for me, that's waking up, um, and praying in the morning with my cup of coffee, um, and then getting ready and then going to work.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, for me in my season of life, like I used to have a very, very structured, like I wake up, I pray before I even get out of bed. I you know get ready for the day I go to work I come home like I used to have a very very structured life and now like working in youth ministry and being in grad school Mm. um my life is anything but structured it feels like and so yeah and so prayer looks very different day to day week to week for me um But what is consistent is like what I'm doing right now. So right now I'm in the midst of a 54-day rosary novena. By the time that you hear this podcast, I will be done with it. So Mm. things will shift again. But, you know, I haven't had the ability to pray my rosary first thing in the morning every day right because like oh i'm on retreat i actually have to go and take care of children because they're up at the butt crack of dawn at 6 a.m right or oh actually like i have to get my homework done before i go to work because my brain is going to shut off if i try to do my homework when i come home from work so i have to get like that has to be the first thing i do in the morning right but what is consistent is that i pray a rosary every day right or you know i have my weekly holy hour and like i am always at adoration tuesdays 7 to 8 p.m right and you have that structure around so even if even if um certain things have to change like the fact that you are showing up to prayer Mm -hmm. consistently daily is what matters um so, that's the first, like, very practical discernment tip that we can give you, which is to pray daily. Some other practical discernment tips uh, that I have for you is like, stay in a state of grace, go to confession. You're not going to be able to hear the Lord's voice if your ears are clouded with sin, and your mm-hmm. heart is clouded with sin. Um, another really cool um, uh, piece of discernment advice that I got from I want to say it was my spiritual director, but it might have been Father Mike Schmitz and honestly similar vibes, um, <laughs> which is do your to-do list for the day. Like,
0: yeah.
1: attend to your duties to the best of your ability, and the Lord will show up. He will he will tell you what you're supposed to do. Like, just do what you're supposed to do, pray daily, stay in a state of grace, and you're not going to miss your vocation. Yep,
0: um, I think that's really important. And, like, being consistent doesn't always mean at the exact same time very regimented mm-hmm. it's great when it can be um, but obviously like through different seasons of life um, there has to be flexibility we can't just hold very tightly and be like hold our a very tight grasp on certain things um, yeah different seasons require different things um, and giving God the first fruits yeah it doesn't mean giving him the first hour um, but like God, here's my routine. Say, like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. God bless you if that's you. It ain't me. (laughs) It ain't me. (laughs) But, if yeah, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to pray 30 minutes every day. I'm going to pray a rosary every day. Um, I'm going to go to a holy hour once a week. Um, I'm going to go to work, obviously, X amount of hours. Um, And schedule that out. Um, So, like, it's consistent that you're doing it but it doesn't always work that it's consistent at the same time every day for the same amount of time every day. Um, we don't want our schedule to become our idol. Like yes. we want mm. we want to have a routine, yes, but like we want it to be free and we want to be free to love God and like to have times within our schedule, like having free time and having scheduled free time. It sounds silly, but like it's so important to have. Yeah. Um because having that flexibility allows God um, for you to discern like what God's will for you is in a certain moment because maybe you're on the street and there's a homeless person and you really want to help them, but if you're like, "Nope, I gotta stick to my schedule right now, I have scheduled a time to go on a walk, and I'm not gonna look at them because I'm gonna go on a walk. It's like no right like you need that freedom to be docile to absolutely. to do what God's calling you to do
1: absolutely so
0: consistency is key, but
1: absolutely, yeah, freedom some other pretty practical discernment tips, and I might just blow through these really quick um ask god the questions don't be afraid to explore options with him or to ask him like what he wants for your life he's not going to rip the rug out from you and you asking him like do you want me to be a priest is not the same as committing to seminary yep and committing to seminary is not the same as being ordained yep you know there is there is a lot of steps in between there and so just that's discernment Right, and that is discernment, right? And that's another, the next point, which is take practical and age-appropriate action. As a high schooler, you can go on seminary visits, you can visit religious orders, you can think about what you would like your future relationship with a spouse to look like, you can talk to people who are in holy marriages, you can even date appropriately if your parents say it's okay, but but
0: for the love of God, don't get married at 16. <laughs> like,
1: but like beyond that, like there's not a lot of practical right, like things that you can do as a high schooler other than like praying. Right. And so don't like wig yourself out over like, oh, my gosh, I don't know my vocation. When the Lord maybe very possibly is not going to reveal you, reveal your vocation, vocation to you before you're able to step into it more fully right and so when you're in college yeah that's different you can go on longer you know visits to religious orders you can date more seriously post-college same thing but you can take practical age appropriate action but don't like stress yourself out over something that you're not actually practically able to do yet
0: don't waste your energy on unnecessary stress Mm -hmm. like that is so don't not worth worth your energy
1: um yeah and then i think pray for clarity for sure um Remember that the Lord is good and he's not going to like, be super mad at you if you start walking down one path and he's like, oh, actually, I want you to go this way, right? Um, The Lord allows us to be participants in using our free will to make decisions to help him further his kingdom. So use your free will. Exercise your free will. um, And very practically, some um, things that you can, like, doors of discernment. Um, And this is Father Mike Schmitz. He says there's four, like, practical doors of discernment, and only once you've walked through all four doors can you, like, know that you're supposed to do that thing, kind of. So the first is the door open, and this is what Jeremy talked about. Like, you don't have to choose between, like, going to school or being a drug dealer because you know that God doesn't want you to be a drug dealer. (laughs) Like, so, like, that door is not open to you. And again, is the door, like, a good door to walk through? Mm -hmm. So similar vibes to that as well. Like, okay, yeah, maybe the door was open for you to be a drug dealer, but it's not a good door to walk through so you don't, right? Um, Is it a wise door to walk through? Does it make sense? Like, sure, right now the door is open to me to quit my job and go sell fruit on a tropical island. Sure, that door's open. Is it a wise door? No. I would be running away from everything that I know, love, and hold dear here and it it wouldn't be a wise decision for me right that now. That
0: door for me though <laughs> I don't know.
1: Did I almost drop out of college to do that? A hundred percent yes. And I'm so <laughs> not kidding. I looked up models for businesses, but I didn't do it. Smart. Um and then the last door is like, do you want it? Um if the mm. Lord has not conclusively said yes or no to something a lot of the times that means that he wants you to say what you want. Our desires are really good indicators of where the Lord is prompting us.
0: Super kind of him to think of our desires and to think of like our hearts and what we want. And I mean this only jokingly, but also so rude of him. Because <laughs> it's like, God, I don't know what I want. Just tell me what to do because I just want what you want. And I just don't want to mess up and blah, blah, blah. And those are valid struggles and valid worries. No, how beautiful is it that we have a god we have a father that loves us and wants to provide for our needs but also like wants to provide for our wants when they align with his will of course yes Um, it is a gift it can feel overwhelming sometimes uh, a lot of the times um but no yeah do you want it like that is a very good question to ask yourself because a lot of the times it's like practically does this make sense can i do it should i do it and we don't ask ourselves, wait, but do I actually want this? Right. Like.
1: And the Lord, lists it. he sees us. He knows us. He He knows us fully through and through. And so he knows our desires and he wants mm-hmm. to fulfill our desires. And if we desire something that is not his will for us, then we can trust him to change our desires to reflect his will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe there's one last thing that I would end on just from a really wise author. I read, I subscribed to her Substack, Emily Stimson Chapman. I'm the biggest <gasps> fan. Never heard of her. Um, but great. she wrote this on discernment, and I'll, I'll just share this. The church's teachings on discernment hold that God's will is made clear not just in scripture and tradition, but also in the movements of our heart and the circumstances of our lives. God is not a game show host in the sky, hoping we guess the right door so we can win some prize. He's a loving Father, working in all circumstances to lead us to Him. Practically speaking, this means the three biggest questions of discernment are always desire, ability, and opportunity. Do we have the desire to do something, the ability to do something, both practically and morally, and the opportunity to do something? When those three things align, we know we can move forward with hope, trusting that God walks with us always.
0: I'm just closer to prayer, I think. That's a beautiful note to end on, um, and I want that to sit with you guys. Father in heaven, we just give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day and for the gift of our life. Thank you for being a father who cares for us and who a shepherd who guides us. We ask that this day we can come to you in prayer and that we can honestly seek and discern your will for us. We ask that you give us the grace to complete the tasks that you have called us to, and to give us the desire. Um, to want more and to grow closer to you and to your most sacred heart. Jesus, we give you thanks and praise and we ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, we can talk about this for hours and hours and I think we should, um, but we're not going to today. Um, but I do encourage you to pray about this and think about this a lot more. Know that we're praying for you and that we want the best for you and we hope the best for you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I, don't, I think we're done. I think we're okay. done. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Jeremy.
1: My name is Katie. And we'll catch you on the flip side.